All right, let's get going over here. So today's daf is daf Ayin Zion. All right, we're going to pick up on the bottom of Ayin Vav Amud Beis. Five lines from the bottom, the wide, first wide line. We're going to pick up from the bottom of Ayin Vav Amud We're going to restart this Gemara. It's referring to a prophecy that Daniel had when um, Koresh backed out of rebuilding the base of Mikdash. So Daniel was makabal on himself, uh, Enoi, to afflict himself. And right now we are discussing where there was a prophecy from Daniel and we're going, continuing on. The reason why we started this is to discuss what Enoi is and that's what the focus of today's daf ultimately is going to be. The list of five Enoiim that we're supposed to refrain from on Yom Kippur and proving that they are considered Enoiim, proving they are considered afflictions. But once we brought down that one of the ways that Daniel afflicted himself was by not washing and anointing himself, we're continuing on in these pesukim. So here we go. Five lines from the bottom of Ayin Vav Amud Beis. My bani basi What does it mean when the Malach tells Daniel, "I came because of your words"? This is referring to a nevuah, not something that actually happened. When Yechezkel Hanavi um, had a vision of himself being pulled by his hair, as we're about to see. And he came to the Kaidesh and he saw 70 men representing the Sanhedrin that were inside uh, the base Hamikdash with Havaydazaris. The Ish Maktarta Biodeva Asar Anan Kataris Ayla, and they were being Makrib the Kataris. Tavaydazara Uksiva Yishlach Tavnasiadi Kachini Bitsitis Raishi. And and uh, the Malach stretched out a hand and he took me by a hair. With a vision of Hakodesh Bar, of a vision from Hakodesh Baruchu, of Pasach Shara Pnimis Hapaynets Faina, to the entrance of the Beis Hamikdash that was towards the north. I share that. We now turn to today's daf. Shom Moishav Seimalakin Hamakne that the 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 Kayach, the power, the Malach, in charge of jealousy, was sitting. They brought me to the inner courtyard of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Pesach Heichal Hashem was at the entrance of the Heichal between the Ulam and the Mizbeach. Between the Ulam and the Mizbeach, Ke'asim v'Chamisha Ishacharim al Heichal Hashem v'Pneim Kedma v'Heimashdachim Kevel Hashem. Mishiris, there was another twenty-five men, and their backs were to the Heichal, facing the sun, and they were bowing towards the sun. Again, this is a nevuah. This is a prophecy. This is a vision. Once they were facing the east, if they were facing east, does, don't we know automatically that their backs were towards the hechel, which was in the west? Why does he say? Why do we need to focus on the backs? Why is that important to talk about the backs of these twenty-five men? Malamed it teaches us It is not only were they serving by the zara, but they were. Uh, defecating towards the Hechel. He says, I know that Klai Yisrael has sinned, but there's always good Yidin. You're right, but the good Yidin are also going to suffer because they're allowing this to happen. Go between 
uh, go between go el benois lagago, go between Gilgal, al techeb lekruv, which is underneath kruv. Okay, now Gilgal and kruv are different types of malachim. Umidei chafnecha and fill up your wings gachlayish with hot coals. The benois lakruvim from between the kruvim is reikal ear, and throw them upon Yerushalayim. Vayavay leenoi. And Gabriel came in front of my eyes, says the Navi Yecheskel, Miyad immediately, the Yishach HaKruv HaTzgad Mibinus HaKruvim, the Kruvim stretched out his hand, between the Kruvim, the Malach stretched out his hand between the Kruvim, the Yishach HaKruvim HaKruvim, the fire, the Yishach HaKruvim HaKruvim HaKruvim, and he carried the coals in his hand to the one that is wearing linen, referring to Gabriel, Vayikach Vayetze, and he took the coals and he went out to throw them upon Yerushalayim. Now, Amr of Chana Barbizna, Amr of that's the vision. Amr of Chana Barbizna, Amr of Shimon Chasida. Rav Chana Barbizna says in the name of Rav Shimon Chasida, If the coals would not have cooled off from the time it went to the Malachim to the hands of Gabriel and his title, his name is Jezor Nobody in Klaiso would be remaining The one wearing the linen that had keses on his masna by his waist. Meshav Dabar Lamar, he's the one who came back again. Who's that? The one dressed linen, Gabriel. He came back saying, Asisi Kasher Tivisani. He says to God, this Baruch I did everything you commanded me. They threw Gabriel out of literally means from behind the curtain. Okay, over here it means that they separate him from the Shekhinah. And they obligate him in 60 malchus, 60 lashes with a hot stick. Okay, if you didn't bring any tsaras, so be safe, you didn't listen at all. But i avd, amaylai avd kidifak duch. But now that you did something, you should have done it right. Okay? You should have done it right. You should have done it yourself. And further, it brought, brought the destruction. Furthermore, the Avad, now that you did that, less lach, ain't mashivin al hakal kala. Yeah? At least don't bring back kalkala, bring back uh, bad news. Okay? So basically, you, you at least should have, should have told us. There's a big limit over here. It's a big, you know, when a person's instructed to do something, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sometimes we, try, we get a little too smart for ourselves. We outsmart. And we say, oh, okay, you know, we'll change it around a little bit. Kind of like what Shol HaMalach, the greatest Tadik, hard of us to fathom. You know, we can't even, yeah, even fathom the greatness of, of Shol HaMalach, as great as he was. But apparently, it's, we could say this because Chazal say this, that there was a mistake. There was a mistake that he made and that he didn't follow the directions of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the T. He felt that he's going to do it a little bit better. And that's the message over here as well to, to uh, the Malach Gavriel. Okay? That's the message. If you're, if Baruch, if you're not going to follow the Akadosh Baruch Beseder, but don't try to do it different. Don't try to do it in a way that you feel is better. I sue le Budil. So they then brought Budil, Shara le Parsoi, Becharike. And they took Dubiel. Who is in charge of the Parsai, in charge of the Persians, a different Malach. And now that Gavriel is no longer in front of the Shechina, they gave Dubiel his place. Vishimish Esrim Ve'echad Yoim. 
and he served there for 21 days. Which is the meaning of the Pasuk, which says, Visar Malchus Paras, Aymer the Negdi Esim Achiriyam, and the Malach of Paras stood opposite me for 21 days. The name Michal Achrasar Meshrinim Bal Azrani, and Michal was one of the Malachim to come help me. Vanina Sarti Sham Eitzel Malchi Paras, because if I would have been by myself in front of this Malach of uh, Paras, Malchi literally means the king, but here referring to the Malach of Paras, Yavulay Esim Vachad Malchi Uparta Damashik. They, uh, the the merit, so to speak, or the the power that Dubiel got from taking the place of Gavriel gave him twenty one cities. Amar Lachu and also Parvasa, the port of Mashig, besides the twenty one cities. Amar Ksibuli the Yisrael be Akarga, and Dubiel said, right, that Klal Yisrael has to pay taxes to the Persians. Right, he's now in a position of power. So he's taking advantage of this. Kosvule. So they wrote that. And when they wanted to sign it, Omar Gavriel Gavriel got up from away from the Shrina and he said, it is worthless for you to get up uh, to, to get up early. Those who stay up late and eat the bread of sad people. Because the Kaddish Baruch Hu gives What does that mean? My What do those words mean? referring to wives of men who go and study Torah. That they sit in their home and they receive tremendous reward just for allowing their husband to learn. And therefore, says Gabriel, a nation that has such chosim, a nation that has such merits, where not only do you have people involved in Torah mitzvahs, but even those who are there to support them and are, are, are with them in the Torah mitzvahs receive immeasurable reward, you're now going to tell me that they're going to suffer in the hands of the Persians? How can such a thing be? But they didn't want to listen to Gabriel. Amr the Fanov said, Gabriel said, Rabbi Shleil, he said directly talking to Baruch all the wise people of the nation of the world on one side of the scale. Daniel by himself on the other one. Doesn't is any more choshev than everybody else. Come on. Who's being melamed's chos? Who's the one here who's talking about the greatness of Claudius? Gavriel! The Malach Gavriel! Let him back in. Let him back into the Shekhinah. When a person speaks positively about Yidin and advocates for Yidin, as opposed to speaking negatively about Yidin and finding faults in Yidin, such a person can come in front of the Shekhinah. They brought Gavriel back in. He found Dubiel holding this letter in his hand. Right, that was going to give the Persians the authority and uh, and force Klal to pay him taxes. So Gabriel tried to steal the ink from Dubiel. So Dubiel swallowed it. He swallowed the ink. All right. Meaning, once you swallow it, you can't write anymore. But also, Gabriel can't 
steal it from him. Igadamri Mikhtov Havaksiva Mikhtamlayabhasmi. He had written it, but he didn't sign it. Igadamre Af Mikhtam Nami Havikamsa was signed, but Kidabali Machlemine. But as he swallowed it, it was erased. Hainu Dibamal Khusa Diparas Ika Diyahiv Kargo Vikadlayav Kargo. That's why 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 in the uh, Persian kingdom there's those who are always exempt from taxes and those who are always obligated to pay taxes because it's kind of like nishtahin nishtaher as far as what Gavriel pulled off on Dubiel and Dubiel's attempted escape, so to speak. Va'ani says the Gemara va'ani yaitze vihine sar yavon ba. I will leave, but yavon's going to come. Ave ave. He he said ave ave. Vileka de ashkach be. And nobody listened, meaning once Gavriel was back in front of the Shechina, so he now, he, uh, he, he was now me'achari, you know, he was now with everybody, so he saw that the, this Pasuk, where the Yavonim were going to rule over Kaiser, said, oh, that's terrible, 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 but ultimately he couldn't get rid of that Gezerah, that decree. Okay, fine. Why, again, why did we bring down that whole conversation and that whole incident? Because Gavria, because Daniel was talking about, and it was referring to this prophecy, and he's talking about ways that he afflicted himself when ultimately the, the base of English he thought was going to be rebuilt, and then it was decided by Kairish that it will not be rebuilt. He afflicted himself, and we got, that's how we got into the whole discussion. But back to our Mishnah. We're going back to these things that a person is supposed to do, which are called Enoi. All right? These things are called Enoi. So we're at the two dots now. About halfway down in the wide lines. On Ayin Zayin Amar Aleph. That washing one's body is, or refraining from washing one's body is called Enoi. They said, go to your fields, because you're Chayav Misa, you're obligated in death. Because you carry the Aray of Hashem in front of David, my father, and because you had Enoi the same way that my father had Enoi. Now, how did David Amalek have Enoi? What was the affliction by David Amalek? And it says by David, that the people who were with him were hungry and they were thirsty in the desert. So you see that hunger and thirst, not eating and drinking, is called affliction. It's called inuit. Okay. Now, raiv, what does it mean they were hungry? Melechem. Tzomei. Thirsty. Mimayim. They wanted water. Oyev mimay. What does it mean, oyev, that they were tired? Okay. Tired also is an expression of being worn out. What does that mean? Lav merechitza. Maybe it means that they were worn out, meaning from Rechitza, that uh, the, their bodies just weren't ready to, they weren't clean and they were feeling, they were feeling disheveled. Um, so, Omar, La Merechitza, Sigmar says, no, who said Rechitza, but Dilma min Sasandal. Maybe it's referring to an Ila Sasandal. Says the Gemara, how do you know it was uh, washing the Dilma min Sasandal? Maybe it means that they didn't uh, have shoes. It's like cold water on a tired person. Okay? So water has to do with washing oneself. 
has nothing to do with shoes. Udoma Mishtiya. Maybe that's dealing with drinking water itself and not washing oneself in water. Mar says, no, Miksiv Menefesh Ayefa. When you drink it, it goes into you. If it says Mi Nefesh Ayefa, it goes into the tired person. And it makes sense. But Al Nefesh Ayefa, it says on top, which referring to washing. So you see that Dabra Malach's men were, had Enoi. They were afflicted from the fact that they couldn't wash themselves appropriately. Hence, going back to our Mishnah, not washing oneself, not washing one's body is considered inoy. Okay. So we know you can't eat, that's inoy. You can't drink, that's inoy. You can't wash yourself, that's inoy. You can't anoint yourself. We learned earlier from Daniel, inoy. What about ni'ila sasandal? How do you know that inoy means not wearing leather shoes? Ni'ila sasandal manol. Where do you get this from? Says the Gemara, David went up and went up and he was crying. His head was covered and he was barefoot. The sandal doesn't mean that he was empty with from shoes. The Gemara says, well, not necessarily. Maybe it just means that he usually rode on top of a horse and over here he didn't have once. Maybe, you know, empty just means that not empty from shoes. But maybe means empty from his usual way of travel. Go and open up your sack from your waist. The na'alcha and your shoes should be removed from your feet. He did this and he went arum, unclothed, the yachif and yachif. Again, yachif memai, empty from what? Lav it means from shoes. Maybe it means that he just didn't have good shoes. But maybe he had torn shoes. If you don't say this, if you're going to say that unclothed means Yimamish wasn't wearing any clothes, assuming Yimamish wasn't wearing any shoes. Maybe not having clothes doesn't mean none at all. Maybe it just means minimal. So to buy shoes, maybe it just means that you're a person in Kippur should wear minimal you know, like uncomfortable shoes, but it doesn't mean that you can't wear any leather shoes. says to explain, here's the proof that yachif means completely without shoes. It says, mini raglech, pick up your feet, me yachif, from yachif, from, uh, you know, from keeping them empty, ugreinech, and your gara, and your throat, me tsama, from thirst. Mini atzmech, minachet, what does it mean to withhold, it means withhold yourself from sin? So that your feet won't end up being bare, mean going into gullus. And hold off your tongue from speaking worthless words. So that your throat doesn't get thirsty. Okay? So you see from here that Yachif means mamish without shoes. And hence, you see, going back to our original Limud, our original Pasuk. When we say that Enoi that, uh, that is with Yachif, so it means not wearing any shoes. Fine, so now we have sources again. Eating and drinking is Enoi. Washing oneself is Enoi. Anointing oneself with oil is Enoi. And not wearing shoes is Enoi. What was the fifth thing in the Mishnah listed that you know do on Yom Kippur? Having marital relations. All right? How do we know refraining from that is Enoi? What's the source? Tashamita is called Inoi. Bottom line. 
Anayin Zayin Amaral. Tichsifit says, Imsane has been Isai Vimtikach Noshim. Lovin was talking to Yaakov Avin when he says, Don't you dare take more wives, more than Rachel and Leah, or other women. If you will afflict my daughters by taking other people, or if you take wives. Same thing? What's going on? Let's turn to Amr Beis. If, if it means you don't give my daughters enough relations, and Imtzikach means don't marry anybody else. Okay? So you say, is from withholding from relations. Uh, it says the Gemara, maybe both of them is two expressions of love on telling Yaakov Avinu, you better not take more wives. The Gemara says, no, Miksiv Imsikach. Does it say if you'll take more wives? No, Vimsikach, and if you will take more wives. So it seems that it's two separate things. All right? He's separating the two. It's not like don't take more wives. It's, it's not when, when, uh, when Lavan says, Im Sana Espinaisai, Vimsikach Noshim. That extra vav is separating, means it's two separate things that Lavan is referring to. It doesn't mean don't take more wives, which would end up afflicting my, my daughters. Says the Gemara, Maybe both of them are referring to taking additional wives, even though there's a vav, and how, so then what would be the vav doing there? What would the vav be doing there? Maybe one is referring to tzaras the day. Which is Villa and Zopa, who Lavan already gave, and he's saying, Oh, Villa and Zopa better not end up being main wives like Rachel and Leah. And by the way, you better not take anybody else in addition. Maybe that's what it means. Again, it would be two separate instructions that would work out. Gemara says, No. Miksiv imsikach ve imsa'ana? No, imsa'ana ve imsikach. It says imsa'ana ve imsikach. So you see from over here, you're always going to go ahead and say the stronger one first before the lesser one, okay? And therefore, you're going to say, don't take wives and don't even take less than that. But according to the way we're explaining it, according to the way we want to explain it, it's like, don't take less than that, don't take less than wives, and don't even take what It doesn't make any sense. And therefore, it, uh, that, that, that was not Lavan's instruction. Rather, the instruction was, don't be ma'ana them with a lack of relations, from withholding relations from them, and also don't take additional wives. And those are the two separate instructions. Hence, uh, refraining from relations is called Inui. How can you say refraining from Tashmish Amita? It's called Inui. Tashmish itself is called Inui. And he laid with her, and she was afflicted. This is talking about what Shem raped Dina. Okay? It says that those relations were her. Okay? What it means is that he was, he had a bia with her from uh, in, Rashi says, with, not in the normal fashion. All right? He had relations with her, not, the, uh, you know, but, but not in the, not using the uh, parts of the body that are meant for relations, and that's what was an affliction for her. Okay. The same way now that I wash your whole body, you even shouldn't wash parts of your body. 
However, if a person's body becomes dirty, let's say I get filth on my body, uh, then Reichetz Kedarka, you can wash that part of your body, the Enei Chayshish is no problem. Gufa is so to you not let it anoint yourself with oil on part of your body, the same way it's also on your whole body, but if someone's sick, or a person has chatotin scabs, and it says, you need it for your health and to, for things to heal properly, it's okay. And there is no concern. Okay? As long as you're not putting the oil on for pleasure and for comfort, rather you're doing it for other reasons, for health, for health or, you know, so then, then it's going to be allowed. Ton of the Menashe. They learned in the yeshiva of Menashe of Shimming on the Lamer of says, A woman's let to wash off her hands on Yom Kippur and give bread to her kid. And there's no problem of washing on Yom Kippur. Okay, it's not a problem of, of washing in the morning. All right. Again, for cleanliness for your child. He didn't even want to use one hand, and he didn't want to wash his hands before touching bread. So um, they, they told him, no, you need to even use two hands to feed your child. This is not the time to be machmir. My time, they were concerned about shifta. Okay? Shifta is a ruach ra'ah, some sort of shade, or some sort of uh, evil spirit that goes on the hands, and therefore... When we wake up in the morning, we're obligated to wash our hands at least as much, at least up till the end of the knuckles, which is as much as the, the minimal amount necessary to remove this from the hand. Okay. Viter, Tanra, one of the rabbis, and that's why the rabbis. All right. We all have the place. We are four lines down in the wide lines. Nine Zainam Abase. A person wants to daven on Yom Kippur. With their Rebbe, their father, or somebody greater than him, you want to be in the in the in greatness. You're not allowed to wash your body. You could even go walk through a river up until your neck to get to shul or to get to their home. a What about a Rebbe going to a Talmud? Okay. Now a Talmud to go to a Rebbe to learn Torah we know is a chiyuv. It's an obligation. A Rebbe to go to a Talmud is not an obligation, but it's certainly the, uh, a nice thing. It's certainly the right thing to do if you could help your, your Talmud. But there's no Chiyav. So what's the Halach? So the Gemara says, Toshma. Let's try to answer this question. Yomar of Yisak Barachan, Yisak Barachan says, Anoch hazizi leziri dozer legabe Rebchia Barashi letalmide. I saw Zire going to be with Rebchia Barashi, who was his Talmud. And apparently, the way that he walked was through water. Ravashi Omar, Ravashi says no. Ho Ravchia Barashi, who the Ozzel Lagabi Zire Rabbi got the story wrong. Really was Ravchia Barashi, he went to Zire. Wasn't Zire, he went to Ravchia Barashi. Therefore, you have no proof that a Rabbi could go to a Talmud. Rava, Shara Lebnei Avar Yamina, Rava allowed the people of Avar Yamina, the Mevar Bemaya, to go through water, Lineture Peire, in order to protect their produce. I'll prove that you're right, that you could do that. Yeah, if you're not allowed to deal with business on Yom Kippur, not allowed to deal with business at all. However, if a person, to, to protect one's field from various things, a person's not in shul, whatever it is, so then you're allowed to walk through 
water even up until your neck in order to make sure that nobody harms something that you already have. If Yosef allowed the people of Beitarbu to go through water in order to hear his shir, in order to hear his class, but they couldn't go back home. So to come to learn Torah, they were allowed to walk through the river and wash them, ultimately wash themselves. Okay, but to go back home, he did not allow them. Abai says to Rabbi Yosef, his Rebbe, if you don't allow them to go back home, so then they're not going to come back next year. And therefore, sometimes it's an important lesson, as Rashi points out. Sometimes you have to allow people to go home, you know, even though they're not on the way to Mitzvah, so they can do it in the future. For example, the, a classic thing that goes on it would be in the, in the larger firm cities with Hatzalah. Right? Members of Hatzalah are allowed to go do what they need to do on Yom Shabbos, Yom Tiv, Yom Kippur. Once the person is saved, are you allowed to go back home? Yeah. Ah, uh, you're not going to save a nefesh, you're not going to save a soul. Yeah, but if we don't let them go back home, they're going to be more hesitant to leave their homes in the future. Because it's, if it means leaving your family for the entire Shabbos, the entire Yom Tiv, people are going to stop doing it. And therefore, if you don't let them go back home, then the future... Years they're going to stop learning. Tyrants could not allow them even going back home is considered on their way to a mitzvah. Okay. Ikadamri, there are some say a little differently. Shardu lemeisi v'shardu lemezo. The base allowed them to go back and forth. To come to your shir b'seder. I understand. Lemezo my time. Why allow them to go back home? And Yosef was the one who told this Talmud Abai. I'll tell you why I let them go back home. This way they're not going to be nichshol. In the future, they'll, they'll, they'll uh, still be comfortable coming back to Shi'ur. Okay, another uh, another story. Rav Yehuda, Rav Shmuel, Rav Yehuda, Avakami, Aguda, Denahar, Papa, Amabra, De Chata. Rav Yehuda, Rav Shmuel, Yehuda, were standing on the banks of the Papa River near Chatat. Rav Koi, Rami, Bar Papa, Mehachisa, Ramalu, Kola, Malam, Abel, Mesi, the Gabayo, the Meshal Shmaitza. What is the halacha? Are we allowed to come across the river to ask you a shayla in halacha? <laughs> they called across the river. We don't want to shout. That's why we're shouting. We want to know whether we can go in and end up washing ourselves. So we need to ask you a shayla. Permitted to go through the river as long as you don't lift up your arm. Okay? Now, what does it mean to not lift up your arm? The um, the uh, he's this has to do with just Haitzah. He's saying make sure when you cross the when when you're crossing over the river that you don't come to carry something on Shabbos and everything that you have is considered wearing it as opposed to carrying it. For example, you're allowed to wear your talis to shul without an eruv. You're not allowed to carry your talis to shul. So you're saying you could cross as far as washing is concerned. As far as carrying is concerned, just be careful. Okay. Master Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef asked a challenging question. Is it mutter to go through a river up until your neck during the week? Even when it's not Yom Kippur. We said on Yom Kippur, go through the river up until your neck. Even though it's washing most of your body. Ask Rabbi Yosef, you're never allowed to go through a river up until your neck. Even on a regular day. Why? If it says, 
he measured a thousand amas and he crossed the river. Um, And when he crossed the river, the water came up uh, right above his. Uh, I, I saw him. I, it, I think it was his ankles. I think it was his ankles. You see that you could walk through water until your ankles. And they measured another thousand. And now, as he walked through the water, and it, the water was now up until his knees. She let it walk through water until your knees. You walk another thousand amas. You have may must not. It came to the waist. You couldn't go any further. So you see, you're not to go in water any deeper than your waist. Why you let it? Why are we saying here? You can walk in water up until your neck. Dangerous, dangerous to walk through water up until your neck. says, "Shiny nachal, a river is different maya because there is a current." Of water, okay. So when you have a calm lake with dead water, you can walk even deeper. You can walk up until your neck. There's less of a concern. But when there's a current, then a person should not go anything deeper than their waist. You're putting yourself into a situation of sakana. Okay. Now, yocho, I might think, what about swimming? What if I know how to swim? Says the Gemara, Yachol Yavi Ready I might say that when there's a current, all right, you shouldn't walk through it until your waist, but start swimming. It says, and the waters became very high, like Sachu. My me Sachu. What do you mean they became high, like Sachu? It means Shiuta, that you had, it was deep enough that you needed to swim. People call swimming siyacha. Okay? So you see that even if somebody knows how to swim, if there's a strong current, a person should not go swimming in a river deeper than their waist. Okay? So we're not done with a pool. A pool is dead water. We're not done with a dead lake, the Gemara establishes. But we're dealing with a current. If the water is any deeper than one's waist, one should not enter, even if you could swim, should not go any deeper than waist deep. I would say, okay, maybe go inside of a raft. It says that an anishayat should not cross this river as well. Okay, we'll see what anishayat is. All right, so maybe not a small raft, but maybe you should go in a big boat. No, even a tzi adir. Now, my mashma, what are these two things? I translated them as like a raft or a boat, but what, what is this little translation of anishayot and tzi adir? Yeah, the smaller rafts that fishermen use and the larger boats as well do not uh, do not cross over Beseder lost the place I'm sorry I'm Rabbi Yudah Ben Pazi Rabbi Yudah Ben Pazi says 
af malach hamavas in rishos laver besoichai. Okay. Now, I left out a big nakudi here when I started reading this, and I apologize. This particular stream that we're referring to, with not going in it deep and not going on a raft or a boat, is referring to the particularly the stream of water that came from the Kodesh Hakadoshim. Okay, the Gemara says, "My my mash Amr of Yudam and Pazi, even the Malachamavas can't get and cross over this stream." It says in Anishayit, which we said is like a fisherman's boat, shouldn't cross over it. And it says Mishot uh, on the land. Okay, now Shot, Rashi explains over here, is referring to the Malachamavas. The same way a fisherman's boat can't cross it by water, so too the Malachamavas, who walks on land, cannot cross that stream either. Now, what is unique about this stream that started from the Kaidish HaKadoshim and then headed outwards, where obviously there's more room for boats and rafts? The stream that goes from the Kaidish HaKadoshim first looks like the antenna of a Chagov, of a locust. All right? It's very long and narrow. As it leaves the Kodesh HaKadoshim and enters the Kodesh, becomes wider than the antenna of a locust, and it becomes as wide as threads of a shesi, of a warp. Once the stream reaches the Ulam, it becomes a, like a, a, a wider thread. Becomes like a spout of a small jug. And this is what we learned in the, this is what we learned in the Mishnah elsewhere. Rabbi Lozben Yaakov Aimer, Rabbi Lozben Yaakov says, Mayim, the water, we turn to tomorrow's daf, Mifachin, that comes from a jug. Will eventually come from. It's going to start that small. Will eventually spring forth from underneath the entrance to the base hamikdash. And it's from there. Then it's keep getting bigger and stronger. Until it reaches Pesach base David, which is Hartziyin. Okay, Rashi says it's Hartziyin by the entrance of Yerushalayim. And once it reaches that, it becomes like a very strong uh, uh, river or stream. That everybody who's going to be coming will be able to bathe themselves in to remove Toma. As it says, that, uh, you see from here that Nida needs to sit up until her neck in water, okay? That has to be the depths of the water she reach at least up until her neck, and then obviously she bends down and immerses her whole body. But the halacha is not like that. The halacha is as long as you have a kosher mikvah, and it's not as deep as the neck. It could even be wider and shallower, but as long as you have the, uh, the right amount of water, Anida can be metaher herself, can purify 
herself. So this is fascinating. In the times of Mashiach, right, there's going to be the spring that comes forth. This Mikdash is going to come down. The spring is going to come forth from the Kedush HaKadoshim and eventually flow into this large, huge, gushing river that all of us who are coming back to Yushalayim in a state of Tumah, it'll be very easy. Just take a dunk into this beautiful stream. We matire ourselves and continue on our way to Yushalayim. Okay. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And Bez will pick up from here tomorrow evening at 8.10. Bez Hashem in Yerushalayim. Hopefully we'll have had the opportunity to retire ourselves in the stream. All right. Zai everybody.